Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, this is the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a blue day. And oh boy, we are feeling the blues today after what happened yesterday. I am your host, the creator, the man with a face for podcasting, Keith Lawrence. And joining me this week is a good friend of the show, a man who has seen both the highs and lows of Chelsea Football Club throughout his life and making his first team debut for the podcast, Here's Richard. Richard, welcome to the show. I would ask Hi there, how Keith. are you, but I'd probably imagine what the answer would be after what happened yesterday. Sick as a horse. <laughs> I'm still brushing myself down after yesterday. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's a lot to take in. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, you know, losing to Liverpool, it's always a bitter pill to swallow. And uh, even more so yesterday when obviously we had all the antiques of Liverpool booing the National Anthem and mm. come abide with me. And, we'll, st- we'll start and, with that in a minute. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, it, it that, kind man. of just, yeah. just, just makes the whole thing unsavoury, makes it worse for yeah. me. But there we go. Let's start with that because let's, let's get the crap out of the way before we start yeah. talking about the good stuff. It was my first FA Cup final. You've, I know you've been to a few. Mm. And then obviously Abide With Me is one of the iconic themes here at the FA Cup final and everybody, 99% of the time, pays respect to it. Mm. Yesterday, I was appalled when I heard the boos. I was shocked in the League Cup final when they... Did the same. Exactly the same and the National Anthem. And even yesterday was just much worse. The good thing about yesterday was when they started booing but it was drowned out by Chelsea fans on the other yeah. side singing the national anthem with pride. With, with and loud, and, loud and proud. Loud and proud. But what I, want, what I wanted to sort of talk about and bring it up on the show was the fact that no media has brought it up. No TV media, no newspapers. I, I think there's one from the Daily Mail that partly mentioned it about Prince William being booed, which I thought was quite a shock as well yeah and uh, you've got all these liverpool lovies that think the sunshine yeah shines behind their backside 
and you're thinking to yourself, you wonder why people don't like you as a club because you do yeah. that. There is no need for it. Mm. I understand there's certain reasons behind it, but those reasons are not gratified. No, in an FA Cup final. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've got. I mean, I've got issues about the way the establishment run this country. I mean, I've got sort of, um, you know, I'm, I'm always been unhappy with the way this country is run, but I do love this country. Yes. Um, and the best way to show it is to sing the national anthem. I mean, I can't, I really can't see, you know, what w- the Prince William has done. Yeah. To, 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 to deserve being booed like that. Um, and, uh, and come abide with me. What's that got to do with it? Yeah. Um, no, I think I think Liverpool have this reputation about the national anthem. They've, they've had it for quite some time now, and um, I, 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 I personally just think that's Liverpool. I mean, they've it's never going to change. That some you know, I don't like, I don't want to be disparaging, but they are. I think they are different to us sometimes when it comes to things like that. Um, but like I say, I, I've got, I've got, I've got issues with the way this country's run. But for God's sake, I mean. I'm proud of, of my country. Um, and the only way to show it is to sing the national anthem, you know, and then let politics sort itself out on the other side, you know. So, but I, I was pleased that we that we sang it loud yesterday as well. But, um, but of course, you're right, the press... <laughs> I mean, Liverpool always get let off the hook, don't they? Nothing mentioned on BBC, nothing mentioned on Sky. Yeah. Uh, you just think to yourself... You know, I mean, a lot of them are trying to create news rather than actually report it. But yeah. it, it makes me laugh when there was a couple of news feeds coming through that fan, you know, it just had fans boo Prince William. Well, no, 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 say it right. Liverpool mm. fans were booing Prince William. Chelsea fans yeah. done themselves proud, sung the national anthem with pride, as you said, and. We were, again, supporting our country. It did make me laugh. There was a guy behind me who I knew did have a few because I can smell it from where I was. He was actually singing Maggie Thatcher's name when uh, Liverpool's uh, started to boo and everything else. So that, so that, right. was, a bit, that was a bit <laughs> interesting. That's obviously taken a Well, I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, can, remember back, I can remember back um, during that awful Heisel tragedy, um, which, you know, we, it's, it's a it's a difficult ground to tread, I suppose. But uh, but I, I seem to remember not so much the press, but I seem to remember a lot of the local Liverpool press and fans actually had the audacity to um, imply that Chelsea fans were there creating creating the the violence. I mean, it's obviously a load of bollocks, but I mean <laughs> that's the sort of yeah. that's the sort of thing we we have to put up with when it comes to Liverpool and the press, as I say. They let them off the hook. There's a, there's, there seems to be a loving between the media and Liverpool because of their history and you know whatever. But um, but it's it's gone beyond the pal now, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it just annoys me. Um, and uh, but like I say, um, that's up. You know, if 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 Liverpool or Scouts want to, if they're not proud of being, you know, not if they're not proud of their country, then well, that that's up to them. Yeah. But uh, but they'll have to understand, as you rightly said, that that's probably the main reason that no one bloody likes them. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. So come on, Real Madrid. 
Yes, exactly. I mean, Come I mean, on, Carlo. I mean, I mean, the way I look at it is that the Champions League final now is being uh, is a match between two teams that don't represent my country. I mean, if you're going to boo the national anthem, you're not representing my country. So come on, Real Madrid. I'm neutral now. Well, you never know. Eden Hazard might be fit for that game and might score the winner. Who knows? Yeah, that would be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It was, as you mentioned about with it being sweet, it was partly bittersweet yesterday, getting knocked out on penalties in in the final, as it was in the League Cup final. Mm -hmm. But... The team selection was interesting because a lot of people were wondering, is is, mm. is Tuchel going to start with Lukaku or Havertz? Is Kovacic going to be back? And I remember I was entering the ground when the team news came in and a lot of people were delighted that Kovacic was starting. But one name that was completely off the sheet was Havertz. Yeah. A lot of people were surprised and wondering as Tuchel lost a plot. We'd find that out later with certain mm. subs, but Lukaku started. Did you think that was a good idea, good decision for Lukaku to start? He has been in form a little bit. Was you surprised? Obviously, with what we know now of with Timo, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Was you happy uh, with the team selection from yesterday? Well, um, as usual, on the social side, we, we got to the ground quite late. So... Um, we didn't have a lot of time to sort of digest the the team selection, which is always which is always our uh, social culture uh, <laughs> these days. But um, but obviously, once in the ground, I had a, I had a feeling Lukaku would start anyway because of because of you know his last his his recent performances, and I thought, well, okay, I kind of get that, you know. But I really would have preferred Havertz, um, you know. And I mean, he was brilliant in the Carabao Cup final, and, I, and it worked so well with him then. So obviously, but that, obviously, when we got in the ground, and and uh, I, I just assumed that Havertz, I didn't check the bench. I just assumed that Havertz would come on at some stage, yeah. and then obviously, as the game progresses and the subs are being made, I'm, I'm getting informed that Havertz has pulled out, had been pulled out because of a hamstring. I thought, oh bloody hell, right, okay, well. I suppose there was no option but to play Lukaku. But, of course, uh, you know, the reason we would have preferred Havertz is down purely to what we saw from Lukaku yesterday. I mean, it was another... You know, it was just ineffective. Where I was sitting, I was sitting up in the gods, unfortunately, after paying over 100 bloody quid. Yeah, I was, I was, ex- I was up expect- there. Well. I was, ex- I was expect- yeah. expecting a little bit closer to the pitch Pair, for that price. Pair of binoculars would have come in handy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know whether it's me or whether it was my view of the game. He seems to have put on weight again. He looks very stocky. And there was yeah. a, a guy in front of me, and he surprisingly wasn't pissed. He turned around and said, "I thought, <laughs> I thought Akron Fenwell was playing for us for a minute." <laughs> now, the ultimate in the ultimate insult. <laughs> now, at first, I was thinking, "Nah, come on, give Lukaku a break." But as you said, how mm. he played, he was up against Van Dyke. Van yeah. Dyke didn't break sweat, no. and Lukaku just didn't look like he could run. There's a few no. of them that were like that, which we'll touch on later. But yeah, he just didn't look like he had the pace. He didn't look like he... Lukaku is is a massive disappointment. Um, even though even with the goals he scored recently, 
I mean, I know it's a lot of Chelsea fans are thinking, ah, oh, maybe this is the turning point, but I think I think there is no turning point. Just like him on the pitch, really, <laughs> there is no turning point. Um, he, he, he's, he well, just I think he's so. One, but we'll we might mention that later when he made the subs. But I think there's one yeah. that will probably turn it for him. But I agree. Yeah. With I, I mean, obviously, that, yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's let's cut to the chase here. It, it was the wrong purchase, really, because Lukaku doesn't isn't the right type of player for the way that Tuchel wants to play, you know, tactically. So as a result, you know, we know we, we know we know the way that uh, when when he played for Everton, West Bromwich Albion, I remember those days. Uh, he was getting balls pumped forward. He was running onto them. He was outpacing quite often defenders. He was obviously younger then, of course, which probably is, is more significant. And 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 that's that's the way he plays football. He, he um, funny enough with with Belgium. They don't quite do that so much, but they do play to his strengths. Um, and Belgium are obviously a top-class international side that can actually mix it anyway. Um, but we play the same system with Tuchel all the time, and it just doesn't suit Lukaku. And um, I just don't think it's ever going to work unless, even if we. I, th- I think. I think the other. I think the biggest problem now is Lukaku is he's actually now past it. He's past his best. Um, Putting on weight is, is, I don't think that's ever going to become not a problem. I think he's just that type of body build. Um, and then unless he's quick, can turn, has got that predatory instinct like he used to have, he's, he's, he's just not the right player. So I, I, I'm quite, I'm quite sort of certain in my mind that he's not, he's not ready to start for us next season. Um, and yesterday was, you know, he, he tried his best. I mean, he did work hard yesterday, but he was ineffective. He was too slow and, as you say, too bulky. Um, and, uh, you know, he put a couple of balls in him. He, he found himself out and wide, I seem to remember. He put a ball in, which was so lacklustre. Um, but he didn't really contribute anything. I was surprised that he came off, bearing in mind what we was trying to get the goal and he came off, and as you say, he 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 did try. It weren't a case where he just down tools, but yeah, how we played when he came off, I thought we were worse than what yeah. than what we was yeah. when he was on the pitch. Very similar to when Mateo Kovacic came off, we yeah. looked different. Although Kante made a difference, I thought in midfield, and he looked to freshen it up. Yeah. And we spoke about it before we started recording. Liverpool looked tired. There was a period where yeah. Liverpool looked like they didn't have anything else. They, they did look they you did know. look uh, there was a period where they did look leggy and I thought this this would be a great opportunity. But no sooner had I thought that than I thought Well actually we're looking leggy as well. Yeah. Um and Co I know Co Kojic was starting to look tired. Um I I, I didn't mind uh, Lukaku coming off. Uh, what did we end up with? We had um Pulisic, Pulisic, uh, Mountain Ziyech, Mountain Ziyech, and I thought, well, on their day, those three could be a real handful. Um, and 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 I was expecting, you know, hopefully that they would do something. But I think by then the the game was starting to lag. The players were were starting to get tired. There was there was, the movement was getting more turgid. So really, it, it was a substitute that didn't have any effect whatsoever. But I could under, I could 
understand it a little bit. Lukaku coming off because I really don't think he was going to offer anything anyway. Um, and, and of course, we, we ended up getting into. I mean, that last ten minutes up to ninety was a bit uh, dodgy. I mean, Liverpool started to press up again. A couple of couple of uh, Diaz shots, I seem to remember. Uh, and then we have, then we go into extra time, and I've got to say that is the, probably the worst extra time period I've ever watched. I mean, there was hardly any football being played. It was so turgid. I mean, they just both teams just. I mean, there there were chances, but Chelsea in particular, the second the second uh, extra time, the second half in extra time, Chelsea were just pretty much dead on their yeah, feet. They were on the ropes. They, I mean, I couldn't they, see any movement at all. No. And being so high up as we were. You can actually see from that height, you know, how players can move, yeah. um, and, there were, and nothing was happening. There, there was no movement. The, the passing was slow. It was sideways. They were obviously playing out for the penalties. Um, so that, but that, but that extra time was horrific. I didn't it, enjoy it that. Was, at it all. was hard to watch, and yeah, uh, where I was because I was by the side where. The dugout was, and Tuchel was being animated, of course, with certain de- decisions. It was quite refreshing to see the referee didn't have a bad game. Normally, with FA Cup finals yeah. in Chelsea, the referees either make bad decisions, which cause us to have a knock-on effect yeah. when it comes to winning. But I thought <clears throat> the referee didn't have a bad game. Yeah, the I must same- admit, on social on social media, I, I hardly saw any comments about the referee, and that's. <laughs> and that's that's quite unusual these days. Well, it's refreshing, uh, and also VAR was hardly used, which again yeah. I actually thought was yeah. quite nice. It made a change. But yeah. I want to touch on the substitutions. We've obviously talked about Lukaku coming off and Kovacic mm. coming off. Kante looked fresh, although yeah. there's still question marks about him whether or not yeah. he's still got it in him, whether or not he could maybe have to adapt his style to be more of a defensive midfielder, whatever. Yeah. The subs, think, that came, the, the subs that came on, I mean, you, you touched on it just earlier. They didn't uh, they didn't give any effect, apart from Kante. But you look at Ziyech, mm. Loftus-Cheek, which we'll discuss in a minute. <laughs> that was the most wow. intriguing one. <laughs> Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> wow. Um, well, let's, let's, let's touch on it. Ruben came on and mm. I felt it was a good decision to put him on because it might give him a bit of a spark. Oh, because same here. He scored in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. It was a massive relief for him to be part of that because he hasn't scored for so long and he's been part of the squad for a while now. Mm. And he has had, he did have that bad injury a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I was amazed probably like many other Chelsea fans to see him play up front. Yeah. That was one I did not expect. <laughs> Well, the first thing I thought was, I'm not quite sure whether we're going to see those surging runs that he does when he's more further back in midfield. Um, and of course, what did he do up front? I mean, he he, he stood around. He could I run. I, I I I didn't. Anyone would have thought he'd played 240 consecutive minutes. I mean, he looked. He already looked knackered. Well, he, he wasn't knackered, leggy. but he looked knackered. He looked leggy. Um, he and there was no movement. Yeah. And uh, and I just thought, well, this, you know, this. I just thought the whole sub was was intriguing, and it became even more intriguing, of course, when uh, he then got subbed after fifteen minutes to bring Ross Barkley on, which 
according to Tuchel, is was simply down to the fact that he believed that Ross Barkley would be better at penalties. But some, but something inside me was thinking, if I'm thinking that about no, Loftus Roof and Cheek, maybe that. Tuchel's thinking exactly the same. There's something more into that, but yeah, with Loftus Cheek coming on I, again, as you said, didn't mind him coming on. It was the position he was playing. Mm. I mean, Christ! It was strange, wasn't it? It was a real strange one because it was a it was a well, R- Ranieri had... moment. <laughs> I don't think nothing could top that. Very <laughs> Monaco. Yeah, sorry, Tuchel. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Scott Parker <laughs> playing right back and Hasselbank playing in midfield. Oh, oh God! Yeah. As you said, Loftus Cheek didn't move as much. There was no movement, and when you where we had the no. ball out wide, and you're expecting the ball to be played quick. Loftus Cheek was never going to get there for a month of Sundays, no. and you felt with Van Dyke coming off, mm. you felt if we, as I guess you say, yeah, we we missed Havertz. If Havertz played out yeah. there and yeah. Van Dyke came off, it probably would have been different. But mm. Loftus Cheek came off, and immediately people were either assuming he picked up an injury. Tuchel doesn't like mm. the fact that he's cut. What you know? Why is he doing this to Loftus Cheek? Why is he doing this at a cup final? It's wrong. Mm. Mm. I was going to reserve judgment until I hear what Tuchel had to say about it. Yeah. Well, that's but a sensible then, thing to do. And But then I'm thinking on the other hand, if you're going to, if you, there must be a reason why you've put the lad on. If you, if needed, keep him in central midfield. All mm. right, if you're thinking about penalties, maybe keep Jorginho on, but then you could maybe put Loftus-Cheek out at wing back. Yeah. Maybe, uh, but, Just remind me, who, who did, um, I'm trying to remember who he took off the, Bring uh, Ruben on. It was for Pulisic. Oh, Pulisic, right? Okay, yeah. Which I thought was yeah. a good decision because yeah. I, I mean Pulisic, Pulisic was definitely dead on his feet. Yeah. He was dead on his feet, but I don't think he played well enough. Personally, no. I know there was a couple of spaces he got which was good, but we didn't give the ball to him. He had, I think, it was in certain areas. Each a firing yeah. Pulisic would have scored first time, but he took mm. too many touches. Yeah. Um, but as you said, Loftus okay. Cheek came on, didn't do much. Mm. And in the 120th minute, a guy who has not played for months, not mm. featured, not featured for Chelsea for months, no. comes on in the cup final. And everyone's yeah. thinking, has, he, has Tuchel lost a plot? Yeah. I must admit, I lost the plot. I certainly lost the plot with what he was doing um, pretty much the last, you know, in that, in that sort of extra time period. Uh, and then as the game kind of just lagged and and um, slowed down to a to almost a halt even before the final whistle, um, I just thought, well, we're going to have to just depend on penalties now. What will be will be. But yeah, it, it, I mean, to me, Tuchel seemed to have run out of ideas a little bit. I think um, in that in that in that in the later stages, uh, I, I, it's a difficult. Um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, ultimately, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, Ross Barkley scored his penalty, so you can you can justify it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, has, has Ruben ever scored? Has, has he scored a penalty? Did he? I think he did. Did he? I can't I remember, he remember him scoring a penalty. I'm sure he has scored in a shootout for us before. Yeah, it was probably, probably has. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, in, the, in the Europa League, in 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 them shootouts, I'm sure he has, but. But to bring Ross Barkley on, who hasn't featured, and then his only contribution would be a penalty, and he must have been nervous about taking it. You know, oh god, yeah, um, yeah. 
was a very strange, risky uh, ploy. But, you know, that's... I mean, Tuchel is the man who gets paid millions to to, to manage this club. So who, who am I, you know, who am I to sort of say he was wrong? But um, was certainly you, it, it baffled me. Was you surprised that Kepa didn't come on? Because there was a few moments I was thinking, is he going to put him on again? No. I, I, is he going to do I, the same thing I to make I, I, I don't. I think Tuchel learned from that. I, 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 was, I would have been gobsmacked if... Uh, if if uh, if Tuchel had made the same same tactical switch on the goalkeeper at penalties, I would have been absolutely gobsmacked. Um, I, I was stunned that he did it in the League Cup final because I thought oh, Mendy was our best player. Well, Mendy was was on fire that day. I mean, he 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 wasn't so much on fire yesterday, but he still he still did a couple of good saves. But um, no, no, I mean, I was pleased. I mean, when Mendy um, he he got his hand to um, one of the penalties, didn't he? Uh, you know, so you know there were fine margins during that penalty shootout. He was very close to saving that penalty from I can't think who it was now, but um, he got a hand to it anyway. Um, and he pulled off a good save on the decisive he, one. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He pulled yeah. off a very good save. So then yeah, he, from Mane. Yeah, yeah, Mane's one. Yeah, which is no mean feat, is it, to save a Mane penalty? No. So uh, no. I must admit, at that point, I thought, you know, we're going to win this now. Yes, you know, I, if, was, if, if I Mount, was the same. Slot it the away, same. Mount. Slot it away. But uh, the one player I do feel for big time is Mason Mount. Um, I mean, he's lost God knows how many domestic cup finals now. He's lost last year. He's lost two six, this year. He's, every Wembley appearance in finals, he's lost apparently. Yeah. I last mean, six. It's, it's, a rotten, it's a rotten record to have tagged on you, isn't it? But he was he was one player that was busy... Yesterday, he was one of our best players. Yesterday, I mean, he, he's you know he's not on top form. He wasn't on top form, but he 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 was. I, I thought he played well yesterday, and I was I just felt so sorry for him. You know, he gives it all. Um, uh, but yeah, it, I, I, you know, I feel for him because of that that record he's got tagged onto him now. And plus, in the League Cup final, he hit the post as well. Yeah. With the yeah. shot that just it was trickling. It was like a but having of, said a, that one moment in time and. But having said that, he has he has got the Champions League final in his bag, and of course it was his assist, that fantastic pass to Havertz. And that 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 for me will outweigh any of his failures in the domestic cup finals. <laughs> That's one positive to look at. I like that. That is one positive to look at. But rock on, Mason. You'll be fine. Of course, he's he's still young. He's he's twenty two, twenty three. And he's won more trophies than Tottenham Hotspur have. So I've, I've, well, most, I've got no... I've won more tro- trophies than Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur yeah. have as well. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've got no issues with Mason. And anybody that has criticised Mason because of the penalty miss, sort yourselves out. Oh, you know, yeah. That's, just, that's, come on, some of the comments on no social reason. media last night were absolutely pathetic. Is, I yeah, mean, I, just, I, don't know why, I don't know why I read them, but they just come on. But... Uh, you know, you there got was some no need fans. for it. You know, at the end of the day, nah. people say penalties is, is a lottery. I think penalties should be at least practiced on a regular mm. basis, especially for this moment. And people are going to miss penalties. You're not going to score every single yeah. time. You're not, yeah. you know, the great Frank LeBeuf. He had a fantastic record, but he missed one. Yeah, you know, not yeah. everyone's not everyone's going to have that. Well, I mean, record, great so. players, great players can miss penalties. It's as simple as that. Yes. And of course, bear in mind the more 
the more FA, the more cup finals you go, you 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 reach. I mean, Chelsea have reached so many cup finals that there's a good chance that one of our top players is going to miss a crucial one. Um, we've reached so many FA Cup finals and League Cup finals. There's a good chance that we're going to end up with a record, which I think we have now, as the only team that have lost three consecutive <laughs> FA Cup finals. Well, I'd rather be there, first of all. Yes. So it's not a tag I'm totally disappointed with. There's a lot of... I mean, Spurs would love to to reach three FA Cup finals on the trot. You know, they would definitely lose all three. But I um, think they would be happy if the full members cut return, to be honest, at this yeah. rate, I think. <laughs> That's more their level now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there we go. One nagging issue that was brought on in the cup final yesterday that a lot of people was wondering as Tuchel lost a plot and then we've come to find out later on the actual yeah. situation was Timo Werner. Now... Yeah, that was, was strange, wasn't it? He was named on the bench... He was warming up. He was warming up for quite a bit and he still didn't come on. We come to find out later on that Timo told Thomas that he was not fit to play. Mm. He's picked up an injury, whatever. I, I, think he, I think he said he felt when he was warming up. He felt something in his he, hamstring. He, he, he felt a tweak in his hamstring. Um, I mean, I don't know whether that's just being incredibly responsible and professional or whether... Whether he wasn't up for it, I don't know. But I mean, he was. I mean, the, the Chelsea subs were were warming up for 15, 20 while. minutes. A massive, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so maybe had, you know, Saul was sort of warming up as well for a while, and then you thought he might sort of come on. And I mean, mm. Christ, I mean, no one would have been surprised if he came on over Bark, you know, rather than Barkley. But yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Now that I mean, it was Timo Werner. His pace would have. His fresh pace would have definitely have been a, a a big plus point if if Tuchel had brought him on. So I was dis- he was one that I was disappointed didn't come on. But obviously we know we now know why. Yeah. Um, but again, I didn't know until until the end. Because also so that, at the time, that... Alexander Arnold was l- lacking. He was he yeah. was showing yeah. frailties a little bit because he was losing the ball quite a bit mm. and he wasn't running. He didn't have the pace that he normally has. And I'll just, again, you know, hindsight being a wonderful thing. If Werner came on, mm. there would be only one winner out of that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think um, I think with the Liverpool starting to tire, um, you know, that would have been a great opportunity to have brought him on. I, 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 I kept thinking to myself, I know, we're, I know we're looking tired, but let's try and up the pace with some fresh legs. And by doing that, bring on our pacey subs. Um, and again, frustrated that that didn't happen. Um, and the game inexorably came to its turgid conclusion. So um, there we go. What can you do? I mean, um, game's all about ifs and maybes, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? Ultimately, you know, we've lost the cup final. We have to move on. But yeah, it, it's good to analyse it because... Um, it, it yeah, you, you you need to convince yourself, you know, that there's there's you know we still, you know, we've lost the you know we've lost the cup final, but we're not we're not going to lose this war. We've got we've got a new owner now. Um, we've got a new era upon us. I mean, I mean, I'm getting on a bit now, but I think over the next ten years, we you know if we can get the stadium sorted out, um, 
you know, re, you know, have the reset that we're going to have. You know, we, we're still Chelsea have always had the potential to be the biggest club, not only in London, but in England, and definitely one of the elite clubs of the world. They've still got that potential. It's all there. Um, so that's the sort of thing I think about when when we lose a little battle like the FA Cup final. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it when I got on the tube because um, it took me a while to get out of the ground and I didn't want to be immediately going out the ground because I did want to applaud the Chelsea players as they were going round yeah. sort of yeah. with, with with the uh, with the fans. I didn't weren't bothered the fact that Liverpool were celebrated. I'm just glad that whoever was doing the music. Yeah, I found I found that very uncomfortable to watch. Um, I was I, well. I was glad they didn't play. You'll never walk alone like they did in the League Cup final because I thought mm. that took the piss. But I was happy to applaud the players when they were doing. Well, well done. Yeah. Parade because I thought they deserved it again. It's a cup final, yeah. you know, and no, that's, that's good. they tried yeah. people like Thiago Silva. He's 37. He's won near enough everything in football. That 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 would have hurt him yesterday. Yeah. And for me, as a as a fan, and again, you know, difference in ages in terms of like Chelsea supporters supporters. This one didn't hurt as much as last year or the one against Arsenal. No, the Arsenal won. We should have won because that was a poor <laughs> yeah. Arsenal side. It was under yeah. Frank. We were one nil up, and, and we um, we blew it. And the Leicester game, we didn't turn up at all. No. That was a real poor performance from Arsenal. But we also we were also the victim of two awful refereeing decisions yeah. um, in both those cup finals, and it, it could have been different against Arsenal. I thought we were brilliant the first in the first half, certainly the first 20, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then obviously it all went a bit pear shaped, but um, but yeah, no, I mean um, I don't know. But I think all three have hurt me on an equal basis. Um, I mean the two thousand was it two thousand seventeen when we could have won the double under Conte? That hurt that, me. That, yep, that, that, that was another. That, that hurt probably me a lot. that probably frustrated me more than the pre the the, the last three. The yes, simple I reason agree. that we were, we were on verge to do a double, to do the double. Yeah. And uh, and we didn't turn up for that one either. No, and that um, was another dodgy. Referee and we had another decision. dodgy referee decision. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I, yeah, this is this, this is this is how it is. It's it's again, it's that sort of bittersweet pill we have to take as as football fans. But like I say, we we do reach cup finals, and and may you know, long may that continue. Well, and uh, you you, I, you can't win it unless you're there. Exactly. So we've got to we've got to get there again next year, and, and the year after, and and we're gonna we're, we're gonna win it again. We will win it again. Just depends on when, but yes. I know for a fact we will win it before Tottenham ever get to another final. That's for sure. But oh, that's a that's a certainty. It's a certainty. <laughs> I do want to end on a positive though, and you know, you mentioned about the new owners. You mentioned about Todd Bowley, who was there oh, yeah. yesterday, yeah. which was which was pretty which was good. pretty good to see. Yeah. Um, it's quite refreshing to see an owner of of a football club being at the being at their games. We've you know, we've not seen that much with Roman for obvious reasons. Yes, but yeah, I I was looking getting out of the ground and sort of trying to head home, and I'm trying to think of the positives surrounding mm. Chelsea. And as you say, you know, you've got to get to a you have to get to the final to to win it in the first place. And you've mentioned it there is a good point that there's the reset button needs to be pressed because I think that yeah. 
I think Tuchel deserves at least another season, at least. I know there's a few mm. question marks from certain Chelsea fans about him, and I've been very well, judgmental on him on certain decisions, like yesterday or and before. But I think mm. he does deserve at least another season. He needs fresh backing, and I think he needs to make his own decisions when it comes to the transfers, personally. And there's a lot of players that are going to leave that club and should leave that club. Yeah. The likes of Alonso, who wants to go. Christensen, who I'm, I, I've got no doubt in my mind will leave the club. Cesar, there's rumours that he actually wants to leave the club despite having mm-hmm. a one-year triggered. Yeah. So there's there's a lot to sort out at that club. But mm. it's not as bad as what it is at Man United. We are still in a good position. <laughs> If we finish there's third... Always that, there's always that silver lining, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> we could still finish third, which isn't... I know yeah, people sort of absolutely. say it's, it's yeah. bad. And that's not a bad season compared to what it was yeah. last season in yeah. the league because we yeah. had to, we, we relied on Tottenham for us to finish yeah. in the Champions League places. This season yeah. is different. And let's not, uh, let's not forget, we have won the... Uh, you know, we are world champions. We're world champions. We've and, won the and Super we did win Cup. the and we did win the Super Cup. So you know it, it, it hasn't been a it hasn't been a disastrous season no, at all. No, it's been a frustrating season more than a disastrous one because of what we could have achieved. Yes, and I think that's just that's just the, the way circumstances have played out this season in terms of injuries and the sanctions. Um, for me, it's more a, a frustration than. Than, than being down. I'm not down about Chelsea at all. I, I think we're in a great place. We we now we now have the ownership resolved, albeit I think the government have still got it. I think the government have the government still got to officially They've got to it. approve it. They they, yeah. they still okay. have to well, approve it. So. I can't see that being a problem. I mean I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if that's a problem. But um but yeah it gives us a chance to reset. I think I think the future for the I mean I've been watching well I've been following Charles oh, God I'm gonna show my age now. <laughs> but I've been I mean, I've been following Chelsea since 1967. Well, watching Chelsea since 1967, um, and I think when you when you have that kind of perspective, you, you, I certainly don't go. I don't go into meltdown these days like I did back then because when I was obviously as a, as a kid, I used to cry when Chelsea lost. You know, I mean, there were literally tears in my eyes. You know, as, as a child. Um, I'd run up to my bedroom and slam the door and I don't want to talk to anyone. Um, now I get very philosophical about it because I've got a lot of perspective. But of course, I'm also in a world of the social media where you just read stuff and you think these these, these people need counselling. Yes. Um, the way they're reacting to the odd defeat because, I mean, we've only lost, what, five, six games this season in the in the Premier League? Mm. Um I mean that would have been absolutely fantastic thirty years ago. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I'm, I get very philosophical, and which means I think we've got a great future because I think with the new ownership now, we've we've now got an owner. I mean, I, I mean, Roman Abramovich, I got plenty of gratitude to him and what he's done. I mean, uh, you know, I would never ever demonise the man. I know he he associated himself with Putin, but I don't think for one minute. He was all, you know, he was for this invasion of Ukraine. I mean, his family come from Ukraine, for God's sake. Um, but because he associated himself with Putin, there was no choice but to sanction him. But obviously, they, as usual, the government go one stage further and ruin it for the fans. 
by you know punishing them as well. But anyway, that's 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 another subject. But uh, but I think we're in a situation now. We've got new owners, and he's an owner who's uh, welcome. He's not persona non grata. He's he's now visiting the club. He's in the he, he's visited Cobham. I saw a picture of him chatting to Emma Hayes yesterday. Yes, uh, and Emma Hayes was looking quite <laughs> happy and flirty with him. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I believe he's met Tuchel, isn't he? And, yes, he has. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's um, he's yeah. So I mean, and I and I hear good things. I hear good things. I found I was, just, I was walking down the Wembley Way on the way back after the game yesterday. And there was a guy. Actually, it was Benjamin Lawrence, a guy called Benjamin Lawrence. Well, I didn't realize he's a follower of the podcast as well. We well, I didn't yeah, realize it was we, Benjamin. We like Benjamin, and we we just started chatting. It was only when I started reading some posts that he said, "Oh, I enjoyed the chat." I went, "Oh, it was you," uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, he he's. I think he I think he said that um, he's worked. I think he said he worked for an American company, and they they were very much aware of Todd Bo- Bowley and uh, and and some of the great things he's done with the Dodgers and everything else. But he was very positive about it. Um which which was good. Um so I think I think that I think we need a reset. And I think I think the days of an owner throwing big parcels of 60, 70 million pounds just to take us that step closer to buying an elite player, I think those days have gone. I think I think it will be a more sustainable ownership, which can't be a bad thing. Uh, and I and I just think we need a bit of patience as well. It's it still may take Todd a couple of years really to to get things going. So I, I would give, and I think the days of sacking managers at the slightest problem, uh, I think those days have got to come to an end. And I think we've got to give Tuchel a good term, a bit like Liverpool have given Klopp, because um, Tuchel will learn from his. I mean, Tuchel is the sort of manager that will learn from his mistakes. And um, and we and we got a, I, personally. I'd sign in. I'll give him a new contract tomorrow. Um, and let's let's go for it. Let, let's have a plan for the next three years. That 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 that's the way I look at it. I think the future is actually quite good. I noticed with my group of friends uh, yesterday that we all seem quite positive about the future. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I suppose the thing is not to going on social media and looking at, you know, reading a complete opposite stance to that. <laughs> but that's up to me. That's up to me to do that. I've got to try and resist reading them because some of them, some of them make me laugh. They're so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and others of course make you more angry, but, um, but no, mate, I think, I think the future's blue and the future is going to be good. I think we'll be fine. Despite what happened yesterday, I don't think there's yeah. any issues with good when it comes to the players. You've made a good point about the days of Chelsea overspending you know, 35 yeah. on drink water, 30 on Bakayoko, and up, you know, 60 on yeah. Morata. I think those days have gone. Yeah. As I mean, you if say, you look at it, if you were, it's if not anyone, a bad thing. If anyone was to read the, the accounts, at Chelsea Football Club, they'd, they'd have a seizure. I mean, it, it just—it's not—it's it, you know—it's not sustainable. No. Um, and, and I think the good thing that will come from this is that we'll start to nurture a bit more. I mean, we, we've started to do that when we, you know, bringing some of the young players through. But 
as a football club, we start we need to nurture a bit more. And that will include, of course, redeveloping the stadium. And that is going to take some time. of the finances as well and time. I mean, I don't know what the plans are. I mean, I, I still would prefer to redevelop the ground as it is, you know, sort of knock down the hotel, raise up the height of the shed, make it a, a single tier stand. But there's obviously planning problems there, health and safety. But I'm sure there's a way it could be done. But of course, Todd Burley might decide he wants to rebuild the stadium completely, which means we could be out. We could be playing somewhere else for three or four years while that's done, you know, as would have happened if Romans new as stadium as plans had gone through. Hotspur stadium, I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Mind you, that's a fantastic stadium. It's a great stadium, I, I think, but I would I not I think wanna... it's a stadium that would suit a quality elite club like Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Tottenham, though. Um, no. <laughs> let's, end it on a, let's end it on a good note. As you said, Joe, the, the, there are some positives to take from Chelsea as a whole rather than individual mm. results. We've got an owner in place now, potentially once the government get their asses in yeah. here and approve it. The, the academy's still there, which is producing some fantastic yeah. players. And even the under-9s won their European competition yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, so me, my, yeah, my God, even from under nines, they're still winning. So. Blimey, that one, that one went past me. <laughs> it's it's a, a unbelievable. I didn't even know we had an under nines. <laughs> um, unbelievable achievement! The under nines winning their European yeah, competition, and, and also yeah. you've got the women's that are playing today as well. Well, yes, of course. Oh, good. Obviously, good luck to them as well today. I mean, I mean that would be a that that would really be great rehabilitation if if the if the Chelsea women won their FA Cup final today. So, yeah. I'm and it'll be the double for them as well because they won the league and it'll be the double. last week yeah. as well. So, yeah. good luck to Emma Hayes and the team for that. And, yeah, Chelsea, don't worry. Let's not worry too much. Let Liverpool no. have their little moment. They're going to yeah. get spanked against Real Madrid. So, it's fine. We've beaten Real yeah. Madrid before, so yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fine. And we were brilliant. And we were brilliant at the... Um, at the Bernabeu, when we beat them 3-1, even though we went out of the Champions League, we played brilliant that night. And and that is the potential that this football club has. Absolutely. Richard, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I'd love to have you on the show oh, in, in, in the future. So we will still no, no. Yeah, uh, no something out. Yeah. But you enjoy the rest of your yeah, day. We'll... And I hope all of you who have listened to this this week have enjoyed their weekend as well. Keep the blue flag flying, stay safe and carefree. Podcast Network.